locked in to Simple Man Sports. Lone Star. Ah, uh, yes. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simple Man Sports Lone Star. Yes, I know, I know it is not Sunday. It is not the day for your Simple Man Sports, but we have a lot going on. Schedules are a little crazy right now, but we're back. We're going to be changing some things up. So just, uh, you know, hang around, stick around. I'm, I'm working on some things. I'm trying to get you guys more of the Texas sport content that you are looking for. For those of you that are new to the show, all we do here is Texas sports. It's Texas sports only, drama-free, no nonsense. You can find us on YouTube, all the socials, your podcast, Spotify, uh, what do we got, Apple, tuned in, wherever, Stitcher. I don't even know if that's a thing. Is that I could be making something up. Maybe that's a podcast. We're on all of them. Anyway, the easiest way is to just go to simplemansports.com. I could avoid all this confusion. You could avoid it. Just go to simplemansports.com. All of our stuff is there. When you show up to the show, we're here to talk with you about the Cowboys, the Texans, the Astros, the Rangers. Eh, probably not so much Rangers right now, but we do have Astros playoff baseball going on. Big game for the Cowboys this past Sunday night. We've also got Baylor, Longhorns, UMHB, and our favorite around here, the Sentex scoreboard. Now, the Sentex scoreboard is where we take some time during the show to check out our student athletes in the Central Texas area. We get updates on standings, rankings. We see what our kids are up to around here looking at the future of Central Texas sports. Now, to get it rolling today, we're going to head to Waco and start talking some Bears. Right now, Baylor, currently 3-3. Three and three. They lost another one. They're sitting 7th in the Big 12. They're 1-2 in conference play. They're 2-1 and one at home. And they're not getting it done on the road with 1-2. Uh, and two. So need to see if we can't get them winning somewhere other than Waco. That's back-to-back losses for the Bears. Both of those losses coming right out of the Big 12. So not good for the rankings here for Baylor. They took a loss to the Mountaineers, 40-43. to It was close. West Virginia made it happen with three points. Crucial fumble, shaping, put it on the ground in the second quarter with under three minutes left, missing an opportunity to score on that. But the Mountaineers didn't because they recovered and returned it 65 for a touchdown, tying it up right before the half. Baylor ended up having three turnovers on the night later in the game. Baylor drove to the red zone down 37 to 40. Then they got picked off. That was three turnovers on the night for Baylor. But on the very next play, Dylan Doyle intercepted the Mountaineers 
to get it back into Baylor's hands. That ended in a big 44-yard kick from John Mayers to tie it at 40. They ended up running out of time after a field goal from West Virginia. And really, this game comes down to giving up, you know, plus 500 yards of offense. It just makes things a little bit harder to control when they're putting up as many points as you are. It's just a straight shootout is what happened here. But Blake Shapin went 14 for 22, 326 yards, two touchdowns. Richard Reese led the backfield with 13 carries for 57 yards, averaging 4.4. But really, they spread out the workload on the ground today. Some of the touches went to Quaylen Jones, Craig Williams. I mean, there was there was six different people, I believe, that touched the ball, maybe seven. Well, Blake Shapin had negative yards, but I don't think that counts as a rush. Either which way, Gavin Holmes. I mean, just absurd. Absurd numbers. Seven receptions, 210 yards, touchdown, 30-yard average. That's on seven receptions. Seven receptions, 30-yard average. Monstrous day for him. Craig Williams found the end zone on a 39-yard reception. Hal Presley added another. Number five, Dylan Doyle got his number called a bunch, leading the team in tackles and assisted tackles, both sitting at five. Got himself an interception on the night. Good defensive play from Doyle. Now next up, the Bears have another conference matchup. This one against Kansas, but they get to come back home to Waco. Their numbers are a lot better at home. Hopefully they could get something rolling. The Jayhawks are ranked fifth in the Big 12 right now. So Baylor looking to make a move and maybe a little step to gain on them. Kansas coming off a loss to Oklahoma, 52-42. to They also have back-to-back losses. So, I mean, you know. Someone's going to leave here a winner, and the other is, you know, officially on a losing streak. Maybe the start of a slide. So the Bears are going to want to look to not be the latter. Now, while, you know, their numbers are better at home, Baylor did still drop their last home game to OSU, but OSU's been playing some serious football. They lost 36 to 25 on the first of the month. Baylor looking to get back above 500 on the season. Now we move it down south a little bit to UT and get to some Longhorns currently sitting at 5-2 and two with a close win over the Iowa State Cyclones. 21-24 to 24 at home. That's three wins in a row. That's three for UT. So now they're sitting third in the Big 12. Got off to a little bit of a slow start. Longhorns down by seven till the second quarter. Big red zone interception by Jalen Ford. Really changed the momentum of this thing. The turnover ended up turning into seven points for UT to tie it up. And then from there on out, it was a slugfest back and forth. Coming out of half. Big day on the ground for the Longhorns. Over 200 yards. Cyclone started to make it happen on a comeback drive, but UT spoiled that pretty quick with a fumble. 
recovered by Jalen Ford, getting his number called again on the day. Iced the game. Big plays by Ford on the day. Really made a difference for the Longhorns. Quinn Ewers went 17 for 26 for 172. Three touchdowns on the day. Bajan Robinson got himself a full workload, 28 carries for 135 yards, 4.8 yard average. And Rashawn Johnson, 11 carries for 71 yards. Xavier Worthy brought in eight receptions, 72 yards, and two trips to the end zone. Jordan Whittington, another two receptions, 27 yards. Jordan Whittington, Two receptions, 27 yards, and he also got into the end zone. So Longhorns looking to carry this momentum back to Oklahoma when they go and face number 11, Oklahoma State. Now, this trip back to Oklahoma actually marks the Longhorns' first top 25 team they faced since their one-point loss to Alabama, I am pretty sure. Right now, Texas just one spot above Oklahoma State in the Big 12 rankings. UT 0-1 on the road, but they will look to change that against OSU. And fun little side note, former Longhorns kicker Cameron Dicker made some big kicks in his NFL debut for the Philadelphia Eagles. He covered down for Jake Elliott, and he handled business when they called his number. Congratulations, Cameron Dicker. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk some Astros and playoff baseball. You're listening to Simple Man Sports, Lone Star. All right, so we are back. It is Simple Man Sports, Lone Star. I am your host, Dane Powell, and I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a conundrum I was having there, uh, a problem, conundrum, issue, you know, whatever you want to call it, fire to put out. Anyhow, I couldn't figure out what exactly it was I wanted to do with my UMHB Crusaders. Do I put them with, you know, the D1, the, the, the Longhorns, the Baylor? No. No, not not quite. They don't, you know, it's not it's not really where it's at for them. So do I put them with the Centex scoreboard? Prime Sports right here, Central Texas. No, didn't fit. I'm talking about younger student athletes in the Centex scoreboard. I need to know what's going on at the high school level. So what in the world could I do to better highlight our national champion division three football team in the university of Mary Harden Baylor Crusaders. Well, I think I might've figured it out. They needed their own time and space. They needed their own minutes. And that's how I came up with a few for the crew. A few for the crew is the new segment I'm putting out here for the UMHB Crusaders giving them their own little coverage, and they took care of business against Texas Lutheran. They are now 6-1 and one and 4-0. and oh. They now move to 6-1 and one on the season. UMHB put up 415 yards on the day, 
337 of those were through the air. They got most of their work done throwing the ball around today, and Kyle King had himself a day. Rushing, they got almost 80 on the ground, but the story here was Kyle King airing it out. 28 completions for 337 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. On the receiving end of Kyle King's amazing play was K.J. Miller. Went for 128 yards, two touchdowns on the day, long of 65 yards, so monstrous play by Miller. Brandon Jordan went for 74 and a touchdown. His long on the day was 33. Solid output by Brandon Jordan. Jamal Hamilton found the end zone himself with another 67 yards and a big 24-yard play for him. The rest of our offense came from the ground game with a solid mix of Cormier, Miller, and Thomas. They each went for about 30 yards on the day, and Cormier got into the end zone once. Now, the Crusaders' defense had a solid output on the day as well. Hill led the day with 10 tackles, and Amari Frazier had a good day putting out seven. But the story was Trey Witcher. Eight tackles, five tackles for loss, and a sack to go with it. Solid output from number 44. Good all-around game. The Crusaders are going to get back to work on Saturday. Back home at Belton against Sul Russ State University. A solid showing this year from Mary Harden Baylor looking to return and repeat as Stag Bowl champions. And that is a few for the crew. You're locked in with Simple Man Sports Lone Star. It is Texas sports only around here. And uh, I reckon I owe y'all a little bit of an explanation why it ain't happened on Sunday as far as the episode. Um, we had the opportunity to sponsor a small business out at the Bell County Expo Center this past weekend. There was a event hosted by Ron and the Pet Rescue Magazine event called the Pet Adoption Extravaganza. Tons of vendors out there, a lot of stuff going on for the kids, plenty of animals. They had the canine units out there, all kinds of homemade leashes and treats and biscuits and I don't know, uniforms and stuff for dogs. They had so much stuff there. It's it's crazy the stuff they've got for animals, but outstanding cause, Pet Rescue Magazine. Appreciate y'all having us. And we will look to sponsor again up there next year. A lot of stuff going on in the Central Texas area. And each week we check out what our student athletes are getting up to. We take a look at the Centex scoreboard to see the latest and greatest on our local student athletes. This week, 5A, Division One, Region One, District Four, the Colleen Kangaroos, three and four overall, two and three in division play. They currently sit seventh after a loss to Ellison, 26 to 27, a one point heartbreaker for the kangaroos next week they look to bounce back against red oak at home so see if they can't get the w the shoemaker gray wolves certainly got a w five and two overall three and two in division play currently standing fourth 
They beat Waco 50 to nothing. Zero. Goose egg. Nada. They will look to continue building off of this win at Cleburne next week. Now we've got the Lake Belton Broncos. 7-1 overall, 5-1 in division play. Currently sitting second. They are coming off a win from Granbury, 69-14. Their next matchup will be at Midlothian. And then comes the Ellison Eagles, sitting 4-3 overall, 3-2 in division play. Currently fifth in the division standings. They just beat Cleburne 47-17, and they've got Colleen coming to their house next week. Now we move it over to 5A Division 2, Region 3, District 11. The Belton Tigers, 6-2 overall, 4-0 in division play, currently sitting in second place. They're coming off a win over Pflugerville Connolly, 43-21. Their next game will be back in Belton against Chaparral on the 28th of October. And last up, we've got 6A, Region 2, District 12. And it starts with the Temple Wildcats, 6-2 overall, 4-0 in district play, currently sitting at the top of the rankings in first place. They just beat Hutto 31-27 at home, and they're going to look to carry their momentum to Harker Heights for their next matchup. The Harker Heights Knights are currently sitting at 6-1 overall, 3-1 in district play. That puts them at second in the standings. Their last play was on October 7th, where they beat Hutto 42-21. They'll be looking at a crucial matchup at home against Temple. And next is the Copperus Cove Bulldogs. 2-5 overall, 0-3 in district play, currently sitting in 7th. They're coming off a loss to Midway, 24-21, to and their next game will be at Hutto. And that, folks, is your Centex scoreboard. We're doing Texas sports only here on Simple Man Sports Lone Star. I am your host, Dane Powell, and it's time for us to talk some NFL football. So, Texans, knock it out real quick. Not much to it. Them fellas coming off a bye. They're one, three, and one, and they are going to Vegas. They're going to go head-to-head with the Raiders, who are 1-4. and four. I'm not really sure how that's where they're at, but Jacobs is looking to start heating up again. Devontae Adams is going to perform as long as he's on the field. But they don't have a lot in the way of defense. They Obviously, at 1-4, and four, they've been beat before. Now, Damian Pierce is looking like he's heating up. Nico Collins has looked all right. Want to see if they fixed a couple of the things coming out of this bye week. But if Damian Pierce keeps up his growth and keeps making that ceiling higher and higher, then the Texans may be able to take the next step next season with a new quarterback, in my opinion. 
That's what's going on for the Texans Sunday at 3.05. And then we've got Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, man, they went up against the Rams. It was all Cowboys. Turnovers were the name of the game against the Rams. Where's sacks and fumbles and, you know, Micah Parsons is just a problem. Most of the progress from the Cowboys came on the ground. Pollard, big explosive plays. Eight carries, 86 yards and a touchdown. Elliott, 22 carries to get the 78 yards. Just a 3.5-yard average. I mean, old squeaky Zeke ain't, ain't got the same explosion as Pollard, but they put the work in on the ground. But like I said, most of the winning came from the defense. Micah Parsons looked unstoppable. That was until Sunday night when Dallas took their second loss of the season to division rival Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles remain undefeated on the season, continue grinding with a well-rounded offense, but the story was the Eagles' defense. They shut Parsons down. I think they may have found the Achilles heel for Parsons on a lot of plays. He went relatively unblocked. They just didn't touch him at all and had them match up against Jalen Hurts and force Parsons to go after him, to go and make the tackle. So Parsons ended the night with three tackles and four assists. That made a huge impact on what Philadelphia was able to get done. Cooper Rush was finally exposed 18 for 38 181 yards one touchdown and three three picks he himself turned it over three times you can't win games like that it's unacceptable Elliott had 13 carries for 81 yards and a touchdown actually looked a little bit vintage looked pretty decent on the night O-line opened up some holes for him. Old squeaky Zeke made it to the end zone. Can't complain about that. Pollard mixed in there, 11 carries for 44 yards. CeeDee Lamb led the way on receptions, five of them for 68 yards on the night. And rookie Jake Ferguson, rookie tight end, four receptions, 40 yards and a touchdown. Stepping up a little bit with uh, Schultz being out. But Cooper Rush really showed why he is the number two in Dallas. This was the test. This was the test for the Cowboys to see if they really had what it takes because the Eagles are for real. Um, Typically, I see them hit and miss. Just wasn't expecting the big step from Jalen Hurts this year. But they put up 20 points in the second. And the Cowboys just, I mean, you know, another, we we got another seven in the third, another seven in the fourth, but Eagles secondary killed Cooper Rush, three picks. It's a, it's a, a no fly zone over there. Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Gardner Johnson. When you're put against that caliber of corners and, and DBs, You got to be packing the gear, and Cooper Rush just couldn't swing it. This loss against the division rival puts them at four and two and currently lands them in third place in the division. The Giants 
are also a problem this year. Five and one right now. Eagles six and zero. Oh. Commanders are two and four. And chances are they'll start playing better now that Heineke's getting in there. Carson Wentz down for a while, but he wasn't bringing them any offense anyway. Hence the reason he's been traded the past three years. But kind of disheartening for the Cowboys to fall into third. Luckily, reinforcements may be on the way. It looks like Dak maybe comes back this week. We'll see. As of right now, it's still Cooper Rush. But even if it's Cooper Rush, you're facing a way more manageable Lions defense. You can put points up on them. Um, But it may also be a good game for Dak to break back in. I don't know. Don't know, you know, don't underestimate the Lions. They can put up plenty of offense. Problem is they don't have the defense to hold it down. So if Dak makes his return there, that'll be a whole nother thing for us to discuss on next week's show. But right now, the Cowboys, third place in the NFC East behind the Eagles and Giants. Got the Lions coming up, looking to come away with a W. You're listening to Simple Man Sports. Lone Star. Now for a little bit of NBA news here before we get fired up on some other things. The NBA season is officially underway. The Spurs, San Antonio Spurs. I hope you are ready for some pain, Spurs fans, because it's going to be a long year. Y'all are in rebuild mode. I don't know why Pop's still there doing that, but, hey, he digs it, whatever. Y'all are getting your season started off at home. Hornets on the tab for tonight, 7 p.m. Then we got the Houston Rockets. Goes down at 6.30. They are going to be in Georgia up against the Atlanta Hawks. Rockets have some good young talent this year. Jalen Green, we'll see how that pans out for them. They got the Grizzlies and John Moran on Friday. And then there's Luka and the Dallas Mavs. They're going to be in Arizona at the Phoenix Suns. We're going to see how far Luka can carry these folks Remember, Porzingis got traded away last season. Should be some good ball coming out of Dallas. We'll get heavier into the NBA stuff as it gets rolling further into the season. Make sure we stay on top of our Texas teams on the court. Texas, Texas teams on the court. Say that a couple times, but Texas teams on the court. But we'll keep track of them and you'll hear about it. And finally, we get to the Houston Astros. They are playing some playoff baseball. Yes, postseason. Love it, MLB. The Astros got fired up on the 11th of October with their series against the Seattle Mariners. Seattle picked up an early lead in game one, and it was 7-3 to three going into the eighth inning but it was all Astros and all offense for the rest of the game. Put two runs up in the eighth, then Jordan Alvarez tops off the night with a three-run walk-off shot 
in the ninth. Game two of this series ends with an Astros win, four to two, with Jordan Alvarez again giving the Astros the lead from behind off of his bat. Then the big one, unbelievable. It tied and broke all kind of records. 18, 18 innings. There was 18 innings of baseball. Ridiculous pitching all game. Went into a massive amount of extra innings. And Jeremy Pena finally gets it done. Only the third rookie in playoff history to hit an extra inning home run. So... The reason you're not getting a pot until Wednesday is because I needed to know who the Astros were going to face. Yankees, Guardians, it got pushed off, rain delays, waited all night last night, finally went down. Yankees pulled it off after they forced a game five. Guardians go home, and now the Yankees head straight to Houston. Now, the Astros have been sitting around. I, you know, hopefully they found a way to work out, stay fresh. I know at the end of last season, Dusty kept the starters going to quote unquote preserve the integrity of the game, which I did appreciate. But I also think it helped everybody stay in tune. I saw two wild card teams come up against two favorites because I think the two favorites were sitting around too long the Dodgers and the Braves just dropped it to the Padres and the Phillies. And that's going to be who's on the NL or uh, yeah, the national league side of the world series. One of those two against either the Astros or the Yankees. And that starts tonight game one in Houston. It's actually getting ready to fire up. The Astros have been sitting around a couple of days. So like I said, hopefully they're warm. The Yankees, just one last night, so maybe, you know, I saw some sparkling grape juice getting popped around, and, you know, maybe they did a little bit of party, and we'll see. Maybe it plays into the game. Maybe it has no relevance whatsoever. Astros, Yankees, ALCS action, best of seven, playoff baseball, outstanding stuff from Houston. I'm going to keep you posted, stay up with each game, each week, when you hear some Simple Man Sports Lone Star. And that is going to do it for today's episode. I am your host, Dane Powell. This is Simple Man Sports Lone Star, where it's Texas sports only. No drama, no nonsense. You can find all of our content on YouTube, on all the socials, podcasts, Apple, Spotify, whichever one you go to get your podcast from. Easiest way to find us is simplemansports.com. That's simplemansports.com, where we talk nothing but Cowboys, Texans, Astros, Rangers, Baylor, Longhorns, UMHB, and we have our Sentex scoreboard, where we check out local athletes to see where they're standing in Central Texas. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. That is going to do it for us today. This is Simple Man Sports. Lone Star.